0: Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast, and we have entered the fourth month of 2021. It's April. Happy April Fool's Day! I am Lady Six. Of course, I have Nerd Bomber and Tactic here. Tactic, I want to ask you specifically to kick things off. April Fool's Day. You seem you strike me as a man who who fools. Did you fool on April Fool's Day?
1: I don't go anywhere or do anything, so there was no one to fool. And hey, what I- about me? A nerd bomber's foolable. Do I really want to get stuck on the bad side of the person who I'm stuck with?
0: Sleeping on the couch. Fair point. Well, if you... Do you have any ideas for devious... Because the best, the best thing to do, honestly, is wait until, like, April 10th. And no one will see it coming then, right? Because April Fool's Day is over.
2: Yeah, but then you're just a douche.
0: <laughs> put soap under... I I knew a kid in elementary school. I remember he came to school and was all excited because he had put soap under all the doorknobs. Which, like... The, the point being you can't turn them and open them but like i would just i would touch the doorknob and be like this is a gross doorknob i wouldn't even try to turn it i would just be like Ugh! and i would go wash my hand and then i'd be like oh it's soap and it would be like a pleasant surprise so not a good prank
1: when things return to normal i want to revert back to the traditionals like the stapler and the jello classics
0: stapler and the jello is good i knew a, another kid in elementary in elementary school you talk a lot about april fool's pranks
2: it was a big deal back then
0: it was a huge deal. He he played a prank on his dad where he gave him some gum that just looked looked like regular gum. And like and look like realizing now, this kid was like, I was probably in like the second grade. I'm sure that the dad was taking gum from his second grade son on April first, knowing this is gonna be some kind of nonsense gum.
1: I do right? have I do have a real prank that I did for the listeners, and that is so I worked at about a cutting illegal
0: off. In it, his this story. is this <laughs> is a real good one. Yeah, it, let it, me let me can I finish the gum story?
1: Sure. I was it was
0: about to end. The gum turned his mouth black.
2: That's actually pretty good.
1: All right, yeah. so now for I the mean, good story.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, go 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 on.
1: <laughs> so when I was younger, I worked at a pet store, specifically in high school, and around the holidays. Pet store. Yeah, I, I wore this big bunny rabbit costume. You know, Happy Easter, and just kind of danced in front of the store. Did my this thing. Fake, this is a fake story. This like, is a real story.
0: How did I not know this about you?
1: I don't. You never asked. <laughs> you have. You're right, yeah, I you never...
2: gotta know to ask. Have you ever worked in a pet store? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's
0: you're right. That's not the kind of thing I would ask. Did you ever wear a bunny costume around Easter? Okay, well, go on. I'm sorry. And so I had access
1: to out. this costume, you know, late March, early April timeframe when Easter is. And so when we were back in class, in my English class specifically, I was in the costume and I was notorious for just kind of messing around in that class. Like I was the class clown. And so I hid in the closet in my full costume and the, te- the teacher was like, Ugh, where is he? And... My, my fellow partner in crime was like, he's in the closet and she's, she's just like, and opens the door expecting just to see me. And sure enough, she sees this giant bunny rabbit and literally gets scared so much that she falls backwards and I get suspended, but worth it.
0: Wait, is okay. Hey, I have a lot of questions. You can't just end a story like that. I'm, I was confused by the trajectory of that story. At, at any point, were you just sitting at your desk in a bunny costume? Because that's what you first made it sound like. You're like, I'm sitting in English class wearing it was my in costume. My, it was in my...
1: Uh, so I was in sports and I and I had my duffel bag with me. Okay. So And so it was sort of in the duffel bag. It was sort of oversized where it was just like a couple different clothing. And you can easily fit the costume in there as well. It wasn't like the full mascot. It was kind of like the silicone mask but it so, was it look, looked pretty legit
0: so the teacher i don't know just leaves the room and you spring into action get in the closet and put the costume on so and teachers you stood
1: outside there? the door while students oh, were coming in to the classroom patrol. hallway patrol between periods and so i had that time while they were you know raining or what was what, sh- what was it what would you call a shepherd like a like a dog shepherding shepherding the the students into the, the class. students
0: yeah uh, raining them in yeah you could say raining them in that, this is a fascinating story I mean I just learned so much about you first of all you got suspended from school what I was a bad boy I was a huge I, I can see why Nerd Bomber formed an attraction to you that's bad boy material that's like you know bad boys are they're all, they're all on, on the front you of know, a hood know. of a car wearing, wearing a leather bunny rabbit jacket, jacket. Yeah, yeah always
2: attracted to the ones in the bunny rabbit costumes
0: right so you, you worked at a pet store which you glossed over that detail we're gonna have to have a whole secret segment about that just your adventures at the pet store that was a pretty good April Fool's prank, though. I have to give you credit. I don't think I have ever played an April Fool's Day prank. I don't. I don't fancy myself much of a prankster. I guess. Nerdbomber, any pranks to to tell the audience about, or should we actually do a show?
2: Honestly, I'm not a big prankster. I think I always like thought about pranks, but they were kind of lame. I did like the only thing I can think of is that I did fill someone's desk with balloons at one point.
1: Got um like,
2: Hundreds That's of balloons. Good. But uh, that that was about it.
0: <laughs> Wait, okay, but again, this is confusing.
2: It wasn't April Fool's Day. It was just a standard run-of-the-mill prank. It was like a, a celebratory prank because my friend had just gotten engaged and we were like... It was a bunch of like, congratulations balloons, but then filled his entire area with balloons. So it started
1: his- as a prank, ended as, you know, actually, I'm just a really nice coworker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> his desk... so. Were they inf- would like? They, they had
2: inflated? traveled to Europe. I think it was Europe. I don't remember the details. But they they were abroad and got engaged. This when like she years says ago. desk,
1: picture a cubicle. That's what she means by
0: filling. Oh, okay. I, I was I was like, how many in working, could working you fit in working working area?
2: Working area.
0: See, that's that. Yeah, I don't even know if that's. I don't even know if we're in prank territory anymore. That's just like, oh, what a nice what a nice thing you did. And that it pranks have to be mean spirited in at least some way. talking soap under the doorknob territory, which is still it's the weirdest prank ever. We are not gonna talk about April Fool's pranks or April for an entire hour. That would be frankly pretty asinine. So we're not gonna do that. We actually have a lot to get through today. Uh, We have a few big items of news. We're gonna talk about MLB the show. And in particular MLB the show being added to Xbox Game Pass. That's our gaming news. We also have two big I guess a show trailer and a movie trailer to talk about, both of which are about as high profile as you can get space jam which actually there's it's like space jam 2 the journey continues or something i actually don't remember the subtitle for it the next space jam you guys know what we're talking about lebron james and then we're gonna talk about loki both trailers had a lot of meat on their respective bones and i think we'll kind of bookend the gaming news between the trailers so let's talk first about space jam now look space if you were, jam. yeah if, if, you, if you were a kid in the 90s if you were an adult in the 90s if you were anyone in the 90s you probably saw Space Jam. You know about Space Jam. Michael Jordan is, joins the Toon Squad, plays against the Monstars. His arm stretches like 100 feet, scores the winning basket. Spoiler alert, he beats the Monstars. It's amazing. They're doing something here. They're, they're, they're getting into it. And, and you know, we, we've seen some promotional images. We, we, of course, knew this was coming. This is not a surprise announcement. LeBron James and and the Toons are getting together. But this is taking us beyond the scope of looney tunes right and i actually i don't remember how michael jordan winds up in like toon world in the first one
1: the the golf hole
0: he goes down the golf hole right okay i I wasn't sure i didn't want to just say that thinking that i could be wrong he goes down the golf hole and he winds up in toon world we have lebron james which first of all you should go just pause and go watch the trailer right now if you haven't because i'm just we're just gonna go through the trailer they're in like a hotel or something and they get off on the wrong floor because the floor like indicator just has a bunch of symbols on it you know when you're in a hotel and and the elevator does that and this is more of like a a, the matrix situation this is very tech savvy this is he's getting sucked into some sort of pixelated mass and it's no longer just a a looney tune situation right that i think that's kind of the main overarching point i'm trying to make here is that we have there's a Game of Thrones. I don't. Did you guys catch the Game of Thrones reference?
2: There were so many references.
0: Yeah, he zooms by when he first falls into the pixelated blob thing, looking for his son. He zooms by what looks like a planet that is just like Planet Game of Thrones. It's. I'm trying to remember what they. What did Don Cheadle? Because Don Sheetle's the boss of like this techno world. He called it something. I can't think of what it is now. This. Oh, the Serververse. That's what it is. The Serververse. So LeBron James falls into the Serververse and in particular eventually gets banished to toon world which is where the toon squad lives and because he's lebron james he has to play basketball of course to free his son from some kind of server versus captivity that's that's the gist here but there's a lot to dig into now nerd Bomber, i want to turn to you because i know you have a thing for the iron giant Have a big
2: thing for the Iron Giant.
0: Now I'm not talking about Tactics. I know that's Tactic that was Tactics nickname in high school. (laughs) I'm talking about the movie The Iron Giant. He shows up here. A lot of things show up here. There's if you blink, you're gonna miss something in this trailer. And that's what we need to talk about because it's no longer just the Toon Squad, right? It's this extended right Universe yeah so I'll turn it over to you. so
2: I love the iron giant and I was super stoked and I think my immediate reaction was i I texted both of you and I was like, yo, the iron giant all caps super excited I was stoked That's accurate yeah. I like I Cannot I could probably spend an entire episode just talking about my love for the Iron Giant. I think it was super underrated back in the day, and I think it's becoming like a cult classic now. It is such a good movie, such a like. There's so many great morals. The cast was amazing. The story was great. Love it, love it, love it. I think the Iron Giant is finally slowly trying to like come back into mainstream, and they're trying to like bring it back as a franchise, which I love. I think it needs more love. But as I sat on it. The Iron Giant, like you said, was just one of many things that appeared in this trailer as a reference to other properties. And I don't know how I feel about that because it feels like that's a shtick lately. That- so many different studios now that studios own so many different properties that they maybe didn't before they try to jam pack them into these movies and make so many different cameos. And I mean, we saw that in ready player one, we saw that in Wrecking Ralph. I mean, there's, there's so many cameos and I feel like it's almost just like fan service that doesn't give you a whole lot. It's just showing off all like the studio saying, Hey, look at all of these IPs we own. And I don't know if I like that.
0: You're you're going to you run the risk of diluting things, right? If 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 you have a bunch of these references where some character from Game of Thrones shows up and gets one line, and the Iron Giant runs by for two seconds, each reference becomes more and more meaningless as you stack it on top, right? And I, mm-hmm. I was going to draw. I've seen not that I came up with it myself. I've seen the comparison drawn already to Ready Player One, and you know, notwithstanding the fact that I think the Iron Giant like plays pretty majorly in both trailers like people immediately were like it's like ready player one and to me that i like the book a lot but the movie i fell asleep like i think that's a detrimental comparison for it to be drawing with that said the level of ambition is commendable i think it's tough because i think kids kids like us you know we're kids I think kids like us, probably the thing we would want to see... Let me just ask, Tectic, what would you want to see from Space Jam 2? What do you want? Don't think about the trailer. Think about without any information. What would you... If someone said Space Jam 2, you know nothing. What do you want?
1: So for reference, I could not care about the background characters at all. I mean, in some of the images, we've seen even the clown from It in the background Yeah, and whatever. I mean, we we get it. It's this this large server verse. You're going to see... Every single facet. And that's that's cool by me, but it's not what I'm, what I'm here for. What I'm here for is Bugs freaking Bunny being right. a badass. Bugs Bunny is my favorite Looney Tune. That's why I tuned into Space Jam 1. That's why I'm going to tune into Space Jam 2.
2: Well, like, the interesting thing, and a, a question I want to pose to you guys. A lot of the references that we see in this trailer are kind of for adults. And one of the things that I loved about the original Space Jam is that it did a really great job straddling that fine line between being a movie that kids will love and understand 100% through and through and being a movie that adults could also have fun with and appreciate. And I think it pulled it off super well. And the more that I see all of these different references, like the clown from it is a great example. What kid has watched it? So my question yeah. for you guys, and I've seen some debate on Twitter as well. Do you think this space jam is geared towards adults? who are still like, kid-like at heart in Love, Space Jam? Or do you think it's meant to be a kid's movie? Because I think depending on the perspective that you take on this movie, it can also influence the way that you view all of these references and what that movie eventually is, which we don't know yet. But how, right. we, how we judge this movie will be heavily based on what we are thinking that it was created for.
1: So when you look at some of the changes they made to like, for example, and I, and I hate to keep going back to this, but... But Babs the Bunny, you know, they made her more kid friendly. This is a kid friendly movie, and that's what it's geared to. However, going back to the background characters, that side of it is what is geared toward adults' childhood. You know, I mean, they, right? Kids aren't going to care about the It Clown. They're not going to care about Scooby Doo. They're not going to care about Game of Thrones. All well, they of which I have have mean, Scooby Doo came back. Well, but
0: yeah, it's a dated reference though yeah. at large. I I I think they have a difficult task in front of them, right? Because obviously the world that we're in today is much different than the world of the nineties, where yes, they probably thought a little bit about appealing to both children and adults, but nowadays when certain IPs and certain kind of cherished childhood nostalgia, you know, magnets, they're so they're so clutched and they're so sought after and like If if the Space Jam two trailer came out and it was just Space Jam one with a new skin on it, I don't know. To me, that's what I would want. Actually, is I would want, I want the same thing, but I want it, I want it updated. And I feel that way about a lot of those nostalgia magics. I felt that way about Jumanji. I was like, just do the same thing again. Just give it a little bit of an update. Give it a fresh coat of paint, a fresh cast, maybe
1: make it more of a remake than a reboot by the way Thundercats are also in it too
0: Right. No, there, yeah, there's there's too many things to count but but I, I I think there's a philosophical debate to be had here too and I don't I'm not saying we should have it now but I think there's a there are a number of risks that they would have run if they had just reskinned space jam and made to make space jam 2. one people would have come after them saying this is not at all ambitious this is a waste of film which different strokes for different folks I get that opinion. It's not mine, but I, I understand that. Two, tactic you love Bugs Bunny. And that's and that's great. I think a lot of people love Bugs Bunny. I feel no particular way about Bugs Bunny. I do not think today's child cares one lick about Bugs Bunny or his snappy sense of humor. I think kids today would would look at Bugs Bunny and think, I am bored. So I think that what the designing principle was here was actually kind of very smart in the sense that they create this quote-unquote server-verse because they're going to stick with this known property of you know wb cartoon characters forming this basketball squad you have the old lady doing the, the tricks on the, on the walker and kicking the basketball which by the way is like my favorite part of the trailer and that will work for some people that will work for people like me it'll, it sounds like it'll work for people like tactic but for when it doesn't work the server-verse quote-unquote is such that they can bring in whatever they can think of that they can get the rights to to maintain people's attention they can say okay at this point game of thrones fans will be getting bored or people people who more, more accurate people who are in the demographic of game of thrones will be getting bored here so let's have you know Tyrion Lannister walk by or something I haven't even seen Game of Thrones by the way I just thought of a what? Game of Thrones name and just tossed it in there but my, my point is the server verse I I imagine it may have been thought out this way such that they did they figure okay we're gonna do the same thing in a sense but we're gonna give ourselves a lot more freedom to to freshen it up again if it were me I would I would want the same thing I would want LeBron James to be golfing and fall down a, a hole but this is good too i have i have no you know abject issue with what they're accomplishing here i think what's going to be required to pull it off is lebron james's charisma
2: yeah i think you so. know
0: I, I i don't know i mean when i think of space jam one i don't think of michael jordan's charisma necessarily but i i i think i've mentioned this in the podcast before i'll mention it again the movie train wreck which i don't have you guys seen Trainwreck. wreck the Amy Schumer movie. Oh yeah, Bill, Amy Schumer, Bill Hader. Is it weird? I had part... to like
2: think about that for a while. I was like, Have I seen that movie?
0: <laughs> the best part of that movie, to me, hands down, was LeBron James as a supporting character. And in and granted, in that in that instance, he was playing himself quite literally. But I remember thinking, Wow, that. And you know, people who made Space Jam Two probably saw it and thought this. Wow, there is a huge opportunity here because. He came off as very funny, very charismatic. Granted, in a much more adult environment, but I- I'm sure executives watched that movie and thought, this is our guy. This can be the leading man for the next Space Jam movie. Not not the fact that he's you know, as good an NBA player, some people say, as Michael Jordan. Notwithstanding, he has what it takes charismatically to, to pull it off. I don't know if I saw that here. I want to throw that out there. I mean, obviously in the trailer, you don't get a whole lot of a Yeah, I don't know to... if he
1: had the opportunity to express his depth as an actor in this trailer.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had the one line of like... It was very strange. Like, when he was looking for his kid in the server room, he's like, Will Smith something something. I don't even remember what the line was. It was just like a, a Will Smith reference. And I was like, that's interesting. But yeah, after that, there wasn't even... I don't even know if he had lines after that. It's going to be interesting to see if he has the same sort of magnetism in the family friendly and not that he was making like raunchy jokes left and right in the in train wreck but it was a much more adult setting he was in right i don't know if it's going to translate here and i think that's maybe the linchpin of the entire thing
2: the interesting thing to me and this is a completely not even space jam related i suppose type thing is you know as we've been talking about you know how we handle these movies and ips that have such a nostalgia driven fan base behind it it's it's kind of strange to me because like our it feels like a lot of the stuff that's very nostalgia driven is coming out of that 80s and 90s era of movies and TV shows.
1: Yeah, cuz we yeah. rock.
0: Well, well, I, we're, aren't we the most dominant population-wise, like generation right now?
2: Well, right. But like to your point, do kids today really know anything about Looney Tunes? Like I'm surprised they didn't try to pivot and or do some kind of crossover, you know what I mean, where it's part Looney Tunes, part I'm trying to think of a, a show that I would say Paw Patrol or like even what was it Adventure Time I feel like was pretty big Adventure
0: Time Rick like, and Morty yeah poor adult but
2: I feel like trying to find a crossover because to your point I don't know how many kids really connect with well, not Space yeah. Jam necessarily but like kind of Space Jam and Looney Tunes it's just right. very interesting to me because I feel like a lot of these things like even Sonic the Hedgehog as a movie I mean that was a predominantly 80s and 90s era demographic, you know, people who grew up then. And so what are today's kids getting? Because I feel like there really aren't that many, like, you know, television shows turned into movies these days. I feel like we had a lot of those growing up, but kids have a lot of our reboots growing up. We
0: had, like, Rugrats movie, Pokemon movie, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I I mean, there's an argument to be made, I think. I'm not necessarily the one to make it, but I think there's an argument to be made that Looney Tunes humor... Is, and sends time yeah timeless in this like i the, the people and this is just kind of a specific example but like foghorn leghorn as a as a cartoon character he would have his own little looney tunes that had these basically skits right where like one of the skits would be foghorn leghorn do some stuff for 10 minutes and say some stuff and that would they'd move on to the next one the biggest foghorn leghorn fans that i know are my uncles because when they were all growing up they would watch it as kids and they still watch it now and laugh and like to the same by the same token like I still watch SpongeBob now and I laugh and and there's probably an element of that that it's tied to that experience from my childhood but I also still think that SpongeBob is genuinely funny so it's certainly possible to to, to be consistently funny but you also have to wonder like do kids care about being things being funny like I mean I don't know if I mean I'm too disconnected from from children I guess <laughs> but like when I picture bug bug's bunny stick right is he's like leaning against a tree chewing a carrot and talking to elmer fudd and like yeah what's up doc not r- bad right bad. which is a very good uh, that's a very good impression i thought but kids i don't know if they're gonna vibe with that it's just uh, I, I, maybe they will i could be totally wrong but that's the point of skepticism
1: no one says what's up anymore right is that even do kids even say that
0: i would say no one says doc anymore but then again did anyone ever say doc
2: I feel like Bugs Bunny made people say, what's up, Doc? Like, I don't think people actually went around you saying came Doc. came up with it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But then, and you have, Maybe like, after, Daffy like, Duck. Back
2: to the Future, people said Doc, threw it around here and there. I don't know.
0: Because there's, there's also an element, and now I'm really rambling about just, like, the state of cartoons, but, like, there's also an element of Looney Tunes, right? But I think in the trailer, like, at one point, Daffy Duck is like, all right, Sam, shoot the ball. And he passes the ball to Yosemite Sam and he shoots it so i could great, see i could see an, an eight-year-old cracking up at that yeah usually. i think that's a very good joke but i just I, yeah i guess i could see an eight-year-old cracking up it's gonna be interesting i guess i'll, I'll leave it at that i think the special effects i mean visually it was, it was kind of a smorgasbord that I, i'm sure will be top notch it's gonna come down to, to to king james i think but we want to know what you thought of uh, space jam 2 I, I should i have to look up what the subtitle is it's like space jam 2 the space continues something is continuing a new legacy that's what is space is it that, is that what it is yeah, yeah space i think jam, it's a new, new legacy. legacy
2: i was just googling it
0: which sounds like they're like all right let's get space jam a new new legacy set up i.e space jam 3 but we'll see we want to know on the twitter sphere at ow legal 86 at ow nerd bomber at ow tactic and at Online Warriors One, our main show account. What are your thoughts on Space Jam? Both the new and the old. Go watch the trailer. Tell us what you thought. Are you excited for this? Do you not care at all? Are you angry? Who wants to see a show up of Michael Jordan? I do. That will probably happen now that I didn't even think about that until you just said it, but
2: That would be a great cameo.
0: They gotta get MJ, right? We'll find out. But let us know on Twitter what you thought of the trailer and what you what you think of this of this whole space jam thing. And uh we'll tweet back actually we'll have a conversation we are at an awkward point in time where we're awfully close to the break but in fact let's 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 just go let's just go to the break but first our fantastic patreon producers mr stephen keller mr ben checkness take a bow but make sure that you're standing up and away from any any stationary objects don't bang your head you know stuff like that Be safe. Ben and Steven are our Patreon producers. They support us at the highest level of our Patreon support tiers. That is the night level which gets them access to the monthly secret segment and vlog of course but also gets them this producer shout out and input into our weekly game segment i actually don't even know what the topic is this week all i know is that tactic is the host so it's I'm a surprise in. yeah t- totally blind so yeah the night level is our highest level of support on patreon we also have a squire level which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog and there's also the page level which gets you access to the monthly secret segment So if you want any of the details on that, if you've been listening to the show for a while, or if this is your first time and you're interested in giving back, helping us keep this thing going, you can head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast for more of the details on that. Thanks again to Ben and Steven. We're going to take a short break now to shout out a sponsor, and we'll be back to talk about both Loki and MLB the show.
2: Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. They provide podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o And when you apply, be sure to add our podcast title, the Online Warriors Podcast, in the How Did You Hear About PodGo section of the application. Thanks again to PodGo for sponsoring today's episode. And now let's get back to the show.
0: Okay, MLB the show. Let's talk about this. So, first of all, I want to just preface this as I often preface certain topics on the show. I have never played one single second of any MLB game. I do not watch baseball. I'm not even a baseball fan necessarily. However, I will give them tip of the hat. The show is a great name for like a series of sports games. MLB The Show. They absolutely nailed it. The big news here is that, so for those that do not know, MLB The Show is actually produced by Sony. And if you didn't know, I don't know how you wouldn't know. Sony makes the PlayStation. But it was announced recently, today or yesterday, someday recently, that mlb the show 21 will launch day one on xbox game pass so this is undoubtedly a huge win for xbox game pass and also something that confuses me a little bit you would think if you're sony right you wouldn't want i guess you want to reach a wide audience but you wouldn't want to be pumping up xbox's like main claim to fame at this point would you i mean what, what am i missing here guys
2: so the only thing i can think of why this is a thing Is one of two possibilities. I know I said the only thing, but there's two only things. So the first reason I could think is that Xbox and Microsoft drove their big old money truck over to Sony, backed it up, and just opened the back door and let the piles of money flow, kind of like, you know, Uncle Scrooge. In yeah, the duck Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. kind of just like that money pile, you know, just coming out the back of their money truck. And Sony was just like, you know what? I want to swim in that money pile. Here, you have our baseball game,
0: <laughs> which, by the way, would be the most unsanitary thing in the world—swimming in a money pile.
2: Oh yeah, especially right now. Oof.
0: That's a great way to get cold. <laughs> Throwing that out there.
2: So that's one distinct possibility. The other thing I can think of, and I mean, just to go back, I mean. We've seen Microsoft is throwing a ton of money around to acquire studios, get rights to games, all that kind of stuff. So that is a very real possibility. The other thing I can think of is that there's really no good baseball game on Xbox. Like there are a few indie titles, but in terms of a licensed MLB game, there isn't a top tier game on the Xbox. So I could see the MLB or maybe the MLB Players Association saying, hey, we see there's a big piece of the pie in terms of money out there. You produce really great games, but we want to expand our audience here so that we get a bigger cut of that licensing fee. I mean, the more games you sell or the more services your game is offered on. I mean, we talked to Emmerich Toa, the creative director of the Game Bakers a few weeks ago, And essentially the way that Game Pass works is that Microsoft gives you a giant flat fee depending on the size of your game and that's it. Then your game is on their service for X amount of time. And maybe, you know, either the MLB got involved or some publisher for the MLB acted as like a conduit and was like, hey, you know, this is a giant pile of cash here. Let's do it. Like we want in order for our relationship to stay intact and you to produce this game for us, we need this piece of the pie and maybe sony was backed into a corner and didn't really have much of a choice yeah i think
1: it's the latter of those two if anything
0: yeah i I mean it, it it's probably a function of demographics right they for all me for all i know more xbox players like baseball than ps than playstation players i probably not that black and white but like there was some market research done right and i think you're probably right i agree with with tactic and i agree with you and our bomber your second conclusion as much as i love the money money truck metaphor (laughs) that you know the mlb in particular was like hey this is a big opportunity and they came to sony and said if you don't do this we will have someone else make this game and sony said whoa 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 it's hey it's fine and 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 now we're here it's a win for 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 joe obviously joe gamers is, is uh we, we should we should get that going that's my that's my <laughs> version of joe the plumber joe gamer we can, should we pick a different name joe the joe Gamers is too close to joe the plumber what's that what's the generic gamer name
2: xx game cheeto five six seven xx
0: way too long i'm not gonna remember <laughs> that i like the cheeto part a lot though greg <laughs> G- could you say greg <laughs> Gre- how about greg cheeto cheeto greg yeah cheeto greg this is great for Cheeto Greg. I think. Again, I'm not an MLB guy, but Cheeto Gregg's probably psyched, and he should be.
2: The crazy thing here for me is that MLB The Show, so like the three of us really aren't big baseball fans. I would say the extent of me playing a baseball video game is Wii Baseball, and if you go back, if you guys remember like Backyard, backyard Baseball, baseball. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Th- those are my jams, but I haven't played like an actual real world baseball game but people do love baseball like it's a reason it's called america's favorite sport baseball is huge and it was a big seller for sony and it has been like it's a it's a playstation sale driver it really is we don't really think of it that way but it really is there's a huge facet of people who literally only own ps4s because they can play mlb the show I actually, this is crazy
0: yeah i i want to know and if 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 anyone else knows i mean i I can i have the internet i could look it up right now but we're we're live i can't do that if you're if you're following us on twitter and you know like which major of the which of the big four sports games kind of has the biggest share of the pie i would think nhl but maybe that's some kind of bias on my part it could be mlb it could be madden it, it could be literally any of them right what's the fourth one why am i blanking basketball could be nba they could all be roughly equal. I have no Don't idea. Don't forget but, FIFA. Well, yeah, FIFA's not a big four, but yeah. I've, FIFA is
2: actually really popular and it makes a ton of money because of Football Ultimate Team.
0: FIFA actually is my jam. It's definitely the one I played the most recently of the of the five we've mentioned. And, and granted, when I say most recently, I think I had FIFA 07. So <laughs> it's been a while for me in sports games, but I liked FIFA a lot. So yeah, I, I actually would be curious to see what the breakdown is, but regardless of what that breakdown is, I'm sure... MLB is significant. And yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all to hear you say that there are people that probably go out and buy PS4 or went out and bought PS5s purely knowing they were going to play the show on it. And now they might be a little disappointed. But nonetheless, I'm sure, you know, PlayStation's still getting the show 21. So it's a huge win for Game Pass. And as, as we know, Game Pass is kind of the very apparently the crown jewel in the Microsoft crown. They're popping champagne over there right now, I would have to imagine. And it may, like you said, it may be by no doing of theirs it may have been mlb saying we need to get over there and sony was like fine
2: well especially when you consider now like game pass ultimate if you subscribe to game pass ultimate you also get ea play so you more or less get all of the different sports games aside from a baseball game and i can just see the mlb being like why are we not part of this why are we not in here
0: well they are now The
2: interesting thing is, do you think this sets a precedent for other Sony studio games to ever come to Game Pass? Because, I mean, we have seen Sony first party games get ported over to PC in recent years. So do you think there would ever be that idea that they would put any of their games on Game Pass or like maybe if a game gets old enough, you know what I mean? And it's no longer necessarily a system seller and they just want people. So like, for example, what I'm thinking is, you know, in like, 10 years, Horizon Zero Dawn 5 is about to come out, you know? And they're like, well, we need to get people hooked on the prospect of buying this. Let's go and put the first Horizon Zero Dawn out there into the world on as many platforms as we can and suck people in. And then they have to continue the story in the Sony ecosystem anyway. You know what I mean?
0: Right. I I think with old games, it's certainly possible. Given the motivation we seem to have settled on, whether it's correct or not, that, you know, MLB kind of pressured sony there's not going to be an mlb pressuring sony to right move a current you know first party title over to to xbox right away but anything's possible i
1: will say it seems like game pass i think the pressure if any would have been to hey you need to drum up popularity for this game if anything and and this is the move to do it but to nerd bomber's point this is the right move to also leverage that success that the game has already had to bring people exclusively to their console with following installments of this this game genre
0: right which is and, and you know for what it's worth this is not what we're talking about at all but that's why i think remasters need to happen more and like like i think the mass effect remaster is a brilliant idea and granted it doesn't bring gamers to any particular console but take me for example I have not gotten into Mass Effect. I'm sure as heck going to try the trilogy. And if I like the trilogy, guess what? I'm going to buy Mass Effect 4 or Mass Effect 5 or whatever it's going to be called. So I think I could easily see it like you use Horizon Zero Dawn as an example. I could easily see them patching Horizon Zero Dawn 1 and Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West 10 years down the road into some remastered kind of dual pack, putting it on Game Pass right before... Like you said, Horizon Deirdre Dawn 5 comes out. I think that's a, a cagey thing for a developer to do. And I'm surprised we don't see it more. You know, th- that happened to me with Uncharted. Unch- and granted, that was, again, kind of Sony playing t- into its own hand. But I got the PS4 and I bought Uncharted's collection right away. And I played all of them. And I thought, OK, now I need to get the fourth one. So
2: You hadn't played Uncharted before then?
0: No, because I, I never owned a PlayStation. I, I not, don't know why. I just
2: assumed, like, you have such great love for Uncharted. I just assumed that it went back, like, to the originals.
0: It all came from the collection and then subsequently Uncharted 4. Now I can Actually, only
2: hope that you have the same experience with Mass Effect because that that's, just, that's, I just need you to love it, man. I need you to love it. That's what I'm saying. It's
0: ex, it's extremely... <laughs> the same thing, to some extent, a lesser extent, admittedly, happened with Bioshock. I didn't play Bioshock until they came out with this remastered collection and I bought it. <laughs> well, is scary. Well, and I bought it and I was like, this is... This is great. I get it now. And if they came out with a Bioshock, whatever, four, I would at least think twice now. Whereas before, I would think zero times. So I I think i think more companies need to be doing remasters i mean i'm saying that as someone who has desperately wanted a metroid prime trilogy remaster for years and who has desperately wanted a dead space remaster for years and granted those might not have the same motivations as the ones i'm describing but for someone like sony it could be a great way to get people to console jump so i think that's a really good really good point we're gonna move into our last topic now but hit us up on the twitter sphere i already mentioned the deets let us know if you're an mlb or an nhl -er, or maddener you know, any of those. Let us know what you think of this Game Pass moves, but this this shakeup seems like a big deal. Loki, I I, I want to give this as much time as as we can because this was another one that there was just there was a lot going on, and you know a lot of comic book references. I'm sure are flying over my head, but I just have one thing to say. Are you ready? Oh wow, <laughs> wow!
1: That was a horrible least, impression. If we More don't a, get at least
0: one owen wilson wow do you want to do you want to try it because i admit that wasn't great
1: wow no (laughs) wow (laughs) wow that's
0: (laughs) just that's just a a cat
1: (laughs) yeah Um, that's spot on
0: owen wilson that's for those that didn't get it from my horrible impression owen wilson is apparently playing some sort of authoritarian time okay let's let's back up a little bit loki grabbed the tesseract in endgame right and he whooshed somewhere and we don't even know where he is right now Uh, purportedly based on what this trailer is saying he altered reality in a way that we've already kind of discussed that can happen with the infinity stones and there is some kind of intergovernmental cosmic agency they said the name tv something time variation blah 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 there's this agency that is in charge of fixing it and purportedly loki is for some reason enlisted to help them fix it perhaps because of his particular skill set or, or what have you and so we're going to be jumping around a lot that's that's kind of the main thing here right is it seems like we're going to be jumping between time periods between worlds and it's presenting a really fabulous playground for this character i think i don't know the comic book trappings maybe tactic maybe you do or maybe you don't i don't know i know you're more of a dc guy but i think it's very it's a very smart very smart idea i don't know that tactic what what were your general thoughts on this
1: so the timekeepers is is kind of a really exciting concept that's what it is sorry in the marvel universe and basically the gist of it is when loki took the tesseract he split off into a new timeline and they're trying to prevent all of these interbranching realities from existing and just having one constant timeline and honestly i think I think this is a great principle use the the bad guy for good especially such a mischievous one who has infinite realities to play around with and screw things up but it it gives the i guess villain the opportunity to be more of a uh anti-hero anti-hero right and and, and yeah and i always love that role i mean i mean everyone loves deadpool for that exact reason he's not quite a hero but he's he's not he's not really a bad guy either it's this this fun in-between role that you love him but you love to hate him at the same time and it's just it's it's a super playful area to be in as a as a fictional character
0: Well, and people you know another person you always hear mentioned as an anti-hero and granted i think at the end he was more of a villain but walter white is another one of those characters right where especially in his case you start loving him and and you continue to love him even as he goes darker and darker and you know loki is different in that he's always been very much in the gray in terms of what his allegiances are his allegiances depend on what's best for him at the time you know very similar to deadpool i would say but what's so enticing about those characters and what makes them such great characters to build something like this show around is that you never know what they are going to do right like falcon and the winter soldier you know I, i'm i don't know if you guys have started it yet i'm watching it now and it's okay you always know what those characters are going to do. The, int- the reintroduction of, of of Zemo, I think, is great because you don't know what he is always going to do he is kind of one of those characters where it's just it's it's kind of unclear and those are the characters that are the most fun to watch especially in a comic book environment right we've seen what loki is capable of we've, we actually saw some pretty cool fight scene snippets of fight scenes in this trailer there's a lot to look forward to i think this is also going much like wandavision was this is going to be a pretty significant phase four deal you know they're, they're talking about all of these timeline shifts you would think what they would do is just try and cram Loki back into his timeline. But it seems like instead they've been, like I said, enlisted him to patch up a bunch of holes. Uh, maybe they can't shove him back into his timeline. I don't know how the timekeepers thing works at all.
1: But see, I think this can also exciting. be really fun to go to be something in, in conjunction with the What If series. And I, and I know that's supposed to be an animated thing. But with all of these timelines, there's a lot of, well, this could have happened this way and this could have actually happened that way. And I mean, there's an animated those... timeline, right? Yeah, and they, to have those things going on concurrently could be a lot of fun for us as the viewers.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I One thing I'm worried about, you know, and, and I'm, I'm already worried about it with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, too, is that these seem to be one-offs, right? You know, I, Loki, to me, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't think has legs. But Loki is the kind of show that, because it has this, like, quantum leap kind of thing going on, theoretically, it could go for a very long time, right? It could go for multiple seasons, at least.
2: Well, it reminded me, and not to like cross over into video games again, but like it reminded me of like Control a little bit in terms of having like that mm-hmm. bureau of people who have to find anomalies and timeline things and like weird things and basically mm-hmm. kind of like a sword or a shield type deal, I guess. But like it seemed like a non-Marvel hero related bureau kind of deal that was yeah. in charge of all of the weird, strange things in the world. And I find that stuff so interesting. And to your point, I think that kind of thing has legs, whether or not Loki even is at the helm of it. Like if Loki gets pulled back into mainline MCU stuff, I think maybe they kind of wrote themselves into a hole because I don't know if I could see Owen Wilson doing television (laughs) because very long. Like he's not that big name stars can't do television because we've seen they definitely can in television Can have stories and acting chops that are well within and beyond what film can bring to the table. But I feel like Owen Wilson is too big of a star, but maybe they'll have another other cast members that will establish themselves to kind of carry it forward. And like you said, give the thing some legs. Maybe you remove the Loki moniker after we get past this first season because it seems like all of these shows, like you said, are one-offs. Like It's one and done short storylines, but this kind of thing would be really interesting to me.
1: I don't think any of these are going to be something continuing on beyond this. I think these are a lot of different content to set themselves up for the next phase, and that's all it is.
0: I, I think, and people have talked about, I think what we need maybe not maybe needs a strong word but like so 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 nerbomber i have to disagree with you i i i don't think they're going i don't think there's any chance they would take loki out of this and put him back into what you said was the mainline mcu in the mainline mcu loki is dead and i don't see that changing a whole lot in spite of what happened at the end of endgame i disagree
1: with you i think this is a way for him to be uh, resurrected.
0: Because
2: uh, all of these shows so far have been basically setting the characters in the shows up for the next phase of the MCU. That's the only reason why I think Loki's going to somehow rejoin the MCU as the as the top tier character. But,
0: but I like him more and maybe yeah, maybe it's a preferential thing for me because I like him so much more. I like the idea of him more, especially considering how chaotic he is as a character. I like him so much more as a character who is kind of removed from everything right he's, well because
2: when he's removed you can root for him but when exactly he's in all exactly. of the re- like the regular movies as fun as the character is you know at the end he's going to stab thor in the back or stab whoever in the back and it's just kind of like well we know what your shtick is at this point you don't get to see the dynamic complex character when he's the bad guy
0: you need you need you need him to be removed from everything. You need him to maybe, maybe pop in, pop pop into one of these branching timelines, fix something or break something, and leave. And and I think that's this would be a good playground for that. And and to kind of go a step further, I think what Marvel needs desperately is people evolve. When when Jimmy is it Jimmy Woo? Is that the character's name from? yes Uh, he needs his uh, own show (laughs) he needs well people people mentioned like oh man what if they did like an x-files kind of like marvel-based anthology that would be great and this is another way to provide that is kind of this long running you could even turn this into a doctor who kind of thing where like you said after a season loki goes back to the main timeline or he goes somewhere else but someone else who died or something happened to them pops into his place and starts fixing things for the timekeepers, right? That could be a really, really cool thing. And I I agree, I don't think it's likely. I think Tactic, Tactic, Tactic said it's unlikely that it's anything but a one-off, but...
1: And uh, man, a reason to be- show that they can bring back Loki. I mean, look at right. WandaVision. The, that whole entire thing was to show that... She's We're capable kind of, of bringing Vision back.
0: Oh, uh, well, that, that too, I guess. I think
2: And kind of like, giving her the moniker and showing yeah. that she's kind of like come into her own as a, not necessarily I won't call her a superhero because obviously of what WandaVision turned out to be. But like she came into her own in terms of her power and her, I'll, I'll say it, I guess I mean to say the pun, her vision for her future.
0: I I mean, yeah, you're right that it brought Vision back and that was an important aspect of it. But but you're right. And maybe these characters will be. I mean, it looks like what Falcon and Winter Soldier is turning into is how Falcon eventually becomes Captain America, right? That trajectory at this point seems pretty clear where he, sorry, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the show yet, but he starts by kind of abdicating and now he's realizing that he shouldn't have done that, right? That's, that's, at least what it seems like, that's the direction his arc is headed in. So it will probably end with him getting the shield back somehow. And how like, would it, I, how don't I don't know if that's
2: even too much of a spoiler, because when you think about the it... The showed they, him
0: throwing the shield. I mean, it's... Right. Yeah.
2: And MCU, the MCU cannot bank on people watching these TV shows. They just can't. I know these are only like eight-parters or six-parters or whatever, but they can't bank on it. And at the end of... Again, I guess a spoiler. At the end of The Last Avengers movie, it's very clear who the shield is handed off to. So if yes. you didn't even touch Disney+, you're going to come into the next movie, and if he's not Captain America, you're going to be like, well, what the heck? Why did That's you have point. that scene at the end of the movie?
0: Yeah, I mean I so I, I guess WandaVision does mess with the status quo a little bit in that it brings vision back. Doesn't change Scarlet Witch a whole lot as a character. It gives her this new moniker and this new sense of what her powers actually are, but you you still know the character. With Captain and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it theoretically could end, right? Where very little has changed since the end of Endgame. You could just have Sam holding the shield and Bucky next to him and, and, you know, Bob's your uncle.
2: I think what these shows are going to do is so far all of these characters, I mean, we know they're going to become more integral in the Avengers moving forward. We're having a paradigm shift. All of the old Avengers are pretty much out of the picture. We have a whole set of new ones and some of them got their own setup. Like Spider-Man has his own series of movies captain marvel had her own but for these more tertiary characters i think these tv shows are a way to introduce and kind of pull back the curtain because Mm. yeah we kind of know who they are but like they don't get that much screen time during the movies you know what i mean right
0: and they might not be substantial enough to helm three a series of three movies
2: exactly yeah
0: yeah we don't know what what Loki's going to be yet but it looks it sure as heck looks fun i think we all agree on that again on twitter let us know what you think are you excited for this? Are you not for some reason? I don't know what there would be to not be excited about necessarily. And also give us your best Owen Wilson impression, I guess if, wow. if if you're up for it. We're headed into the into the the twilight of the episode here. We're gonna go through some what are you up to Wednesday pretty pretty quickly. I'm gonna start with a movie unrecommendation Godzilla vs Kong. Did you guys watch you Godzilla vs Kong? Oh, boy, I'm sorry that I did. It was a moment of weakness. That's all I'm going to say. It was an affront to movies.
2: Wow, that bad.
0: It. Oh, okay, uh, let me throw it a bone. The scenes that you show up for, i.e. Godzilla fighting Kong, fantastic. The special effects are unbelievable. There's a lot of wanton destruction. They're punching each other. There's atomic breath etc anything outside of that
1: was just just an
0: absolute disaster
1: (laughs) like wait a minute hard to watch did were they fighting and then they realized their mothers had the same name and then stopped fighting and then teamed up
0: Martha. no i i I don't want to spoil anything this this hasn't been out for long enough but it's i would say it's a very short step from so bad it's good territory but it's not quite there so it's pretty much just bad except for the fight scenes the fight scenes pretty good that if again that's what you're showing up for and they pretty much nail that part
2: so basically storytelling failed this movie anytime any character
0: is talking you can walk to the fridge and get a beer and come back and you will probably be better off actually so that's kind of the the summary of that there was one other thing that i wanted to to mention oh on a personal note uh i got engaged Um, so that that you know that that took some time And it was, you know, it was of course. I did it over the weekend. It was a great weekend. So happy about that. Weather's getting nicer. Getting outside. I did a furniture re not is refurbishment the word reupholstery. No, uh, we bought a a display cabinet, kind of like a hutch, like a like a china cabinet situation. Mm -hmm. We wanted like a breakfast bar kind of coffee bar thing. We could put like wine and liquor and coffee in next to our dining room table. Bought one off of Facebook Marketplace for twenty five dollars.
2: That's a steal.
0: It is an absolute steal. Painted it. Boy, don't like painting. I could talk about that for a lot longer, but I won't. But we repainted it and we got a new glass shelf for it. And it's top dollar. I'll send you guys a photo. So that's been that's been my life. Mr. Tactic.
1: You mind if I call you Mr. Tactic? Uh, that's my father's name. You just Tactic call me Jr. Tactic. Tactic
0: Jr. I prefer Tactic Jr. What do you got for us?
1: So the main thing that I want to talk about, because I thought it was stellar, was we watched a movie starring Ryan Reynolds called Six Underground. And if you guys don't know already, I am obsessed with the premise of how the heck do I become a superhero? And this is a fantastic non-superhero superhero movie. And what I mean by that is this movie is basically the story of Bruce Wayne minus all the, well, that wouldn't happen in real life nonsense nonsense. And it's fantastic. It's a guy, it's about a billionaire who wants to make good in the world so he makes a secret underground task force and they save the day it's great action fun adventure sign me up
0: duly noted i'm that was the one where he like ryan reynolds like filmed the car crash right the michael bay and he was like it's like a cheeky youtube video where he was just like talking and then a big car crash happened behind him because they were filming it I think that was that that was a couple of years ago i don't think so
2: it was a fairly recent movie Yeah, it came out in the last couple of years it was a netflix original michael bay yeah I do yeah want it, to was, say, it was that one as someone who i don't dislike action movies i thought it was good but not as good as tactic he said that it was like a stellar movie and i was just like there was a lot of story plot holes here but that's okay the action was great it was typical michael bay top-notch action yeah the writing was a little sus in my opinion but that's not what you're that's not what you're showing up for so
0: for what it's worth tactic i think you already are a superhero
1: you already are a superhero plus movie. we're off the heels of some dud movies that's so
2: very fair
0: <laughs> i just gave you a superhero compliment you didn't it's like you didn't even hear it yeah i hear you about the dud movies i also well i don't want to piggyback on your update i also watched minari How was that, that which is that for best picture and i didn't even think to mention it just now because man that was the most nothing movie on earth
2: really uh, everybody loves it though
0: that one did not land with me i think my expectations might have been too high because it's up for so many awards i like steven yoon and i also loved parasite last year uh and that one best picture also a, a korean american film this was no parasite that is my mini review but i don't want to horn in on i already finished my update but that's i guess another mo- mini movie review for you so i know what you mean about dud movies nerd bomber what do what how it do a tactic tech tech, i don't know i don't you, you were done right yeah i guess
2: <laughs> you have anything yeah i'm done oh <laughs> Um, so two things on my end. One was that coming off the heels of To Sleep in a Sea of Stars, I wanted a book that was a little bit more manageable. So I picked up Normal People by Sally Rooney, which has been adapted into a Hulu series, which actually won a lot of awards, I think, back when it first came out. But I've held off on watching it because I'm one of those people that's like, I know this is a book I also wanted to read. I need to read the book first. Otherwise, like, it's just going to bother me and I'll never read the book. Because once I know how a book ends, like, I can watch a show or a movie if I know how it ends, but I can't read a book if I know how it ends. It's like a weird hang up for me. I don't know. Just my thing. I ended up finishing the book in a day and a half and I think it was pretty good. I mean, essentially the book is about two people. Well, it, they start out as like high school kids or whatever the, I want to say they were Scottish or Irish equivalent of high school kids are. And they are kind of less, just like, mentally a little messed up people and how they kind of bounce off each other and their relationship as they grow up and become adults and evolve as humans and I mean it was one of those books where not a lot happened but it was definitely a fast page turner and it wasn't like a bulky book it was a pretty quick read and it it was it was pretty good I can't wait to watch the show it was like a typical kind of I wouldn't call it a rom-com because there was also a lot of drama in there but it was an adult,
0: the old rom-com drama. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was pretty good though. Like if you're interested in that type of book, I guess it, it was a good read. Definitely recommend. And then the other thing that we did was we watched another movie this weekend called I Care a Lot. Again, another Netflix. Oh man, original. yeah, I saw this one. And this one, I think it could have been better, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: It kept me entertained. Exactly. It's, it's one
1: of those things where it has a lot more opportunity than what you saw at the face, at face level, and they just missed every opportunity.
0: It's
2: Characters not, were not super likable, so it was hard to root for anybody. And you just thing. kind of got entertained, but you didn't like anybody in the movie. And I think the ending kind of put a pin in that very well without giving away any spoilers. But yeah. you basically, you watch this movie, it was extremely clever, but you didn't like anybody. You didn't root for anybody. So you were just kind of like watching. You know what I mean?
0: I think it's very hard to make movie. I totally agree with what you're saying, having watched the movie. I think it's very hard to make a movie where all of the characters, like, because y- there's a lot of movies that have this thesis, right? That are just, we're going to make a movie about just a bunch, pardon my language, just a bunch of shitty people. Well, Just how crappy people are. I'm going to
1: say things vaguely to- of why that movie could have been really, really good. So the old lady was the most likable character in my opinion because you don't necessarily know that she was a bad person. you just know that yeah. she knew bad people yeah. okay Secondly, what would have been really good is if at the in the end of the end you kind of got a wink that she's doing great by she Are
2: we in spoiler territory? No
1: by she I don't, I don't care that she's doing fine. By her putting a hit on certain people in the end that I, would have been. Good. That would have been fantastic.
2: But again, like I didn't like her. You thought she was funny because she yeah. was like an asshole old lady, but like that didn't make her endearing to no, me. No, not at an all.
1: asshole old lady. She kind of was an old she lady kinda... with gumption.
2: Uh, okay. I don't want to give spoilers, but <laughs> she's definitely just an asshole old lady. Gum-
0: gu- gumption is just a nice way to say you're a jerk. <laughs> I'm 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 with nerd bomber on this one. I think it's. Sort of, it wasn't bad. I think it's, it, but it, it could have been better. I think one of the reasons it could have been better is that it's very hard to pull out a movie where none of the characters are likable. Yep. And it had it had an uphill battle there. But yeah, that was an interesting movie, that's for sure.
1: We're in we're in quiz we're in quiz mode. Okay, so I'll get Technique. right into it. The topic yeah. for today is eight tracks, the old cassette eight track players.
0: I don't think I'm old
1: enough for this quiz. So
0: you should know your
2: music history, man.
1: The first question will be, when was the Stereo 8 cartridge created? It was first. I, uh, I feel first. like we always do ladies first, so you need to oh, calm yeah. down. Yeah, I'll do men I'll, first.
0: Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll do it. Age before... Well, no, you're older than me. I was going to say age before beauty, but I was going to try to be nice, but I'm not older than you. So I guess you're you're neither young nor beautiful. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go with nine. 1970, 1979 could be way off. I have no idea what's going on here.
2: I don't want to seem like I'm one-upping you. And I I I feel like I know that this was like an 80s thing, maybe. Uh, I'll go earlier just so I don't seem like a jerk. 1970.
1: So y'all both busted. (laughs) Yeah, it's like 1950 or something. Is it really? No way. 1964 by a team of companies led by bill lear um and if you're Old familiar bill. with the name lear he is from the learjet company
2: i feel like i remember my parents talking about their eight tracks though and they wouldn't have been like in their car and i feel like i guess that kind of lines up in 1964,
1: my dad was four
0: so i don't know why that should help you but well,
1: <laughs> let me keep going with the questions and you might learn a thing or two about why some timelines make sense okay The original format for magnetic tape sound was the reel-to-reel tape recorder. When was this first available in the United States?
0: Yeah, so now we're talking about the... the, Oh, I'm not first, but now we're talking about the interrogation room thing.
2: This is old. I feel like this is probably, like, 1920.
0: I'm just now realizing that, like, this came before, like, cassette tapes. 8-Track did. I don't know anything about 8-Track. Uh... 1920 might actually be too late really i'm 1880
1: okay so nerd bomber gets this it was the late 1940s specifically or not specifically rather World um, War Two. We had it going on in World War Two.
2: I remember Gosh. seeing some like war movie, but I don't remember what era it was. So I just took a stab in the dark, and it worked out for me. Bill
0: Lear, you couldn't. You, you're making jets. You're making eight tracks. You couldn't figure out the real to real thing sooner. Uh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm down.
1: He he didn't do the real to real thing. It was never mind. Um Bill Lear did everything.
0: Well, now I want to know
2: what were you going to say?
1: Well, he made the eight track. He led the team that made the eight track. This was its sort of a, its predecessor, the reel-to-reel. Gotcha. So, when did most major labels stop producing on eight-track tapes? 19,
0: 1986. nineteen eighty-six. I'm trying to think about when the CD became a thing because I don't think tapes was what forced them out. I think it was the CD that forced them out. So I'm going to say nineteen eighty-six.
2: I 100% think it was cassette tapes because if you think about every car, every car transitioned to cassette tape audio. Even when we had CDs, you used cassette tapes to play some of your CDs sometimes or your MP3 players. I'm going to say the cassette tape is what edged out the A track, and it happened in 1972.
1: Didn't you just say your parents had their A track players though?
0: You think it was around for eight years?
2: Well, I think you busted. <laughs>
1: Okay, fair enough. I probably did. Tech, tech, tech. You should have. You should have stuck with the comment you made about your parents. He was very close. If you just did the old savvy plus one, you well, one. Uh, it was nineteen
0: eighty
1: eight. Let's talk about how close I was, because wow.
2: So after last week's debacle, I didn't want to do the plus one thing, because we literally just plus one'd each other to death every question, and that's not what I wanted to do this week.
0: As the host last week, I thought that was really fun, but (laughs) hey, this is working too. It's one-to-one, it's it's tied getting later into the game, so it's exciting at least.
1: Okay, so 8-tracks are sort of collectibles now. What is the most expensive price for it and right now the most expensive one specifically is frank sinatra and antonio carlos jobum their joint album how much is it valued at currently
2: i'm gonna go ahead and say this one's worth a pretty penny i think this sucker is worth like five thousand dollars
0: oh geez all right i'm using the plus one on you because that's just way too low a number five thousand and one dollars i know it's higher than that I don't need to go. I I don't need to be be cutesy. So,
1: Nerd Bomber hit the nail on the head. Whoa, really? Yeah.
2: I evaded a plus one attack?
1: Yeah. Guys, this is historical.
2: This is historical.
1: $5,000? Yeah, it's like collectibles like Beanie Babies. There's not million dollar Beanie Babies. They're like...
0: There should be. Beanie Babies are great. Calm
1: down. You need to calm down.
0: Let's do, you just, remember, do you remember
2: McDonald's Beanie Babies, man? Whew, good
0: times. I remember every Beanie Baby. Well, congratulations. I mean, that's a, that's, that's an important, that's an impressive accomplishment you just, you just did uh, by expense.
2: I know this isn't a sweep, but I swept that question, so I'm using it.
1: That's not a sweep either. That's
0: not what a sweep means, but uh, 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 what's, <laughs> so, so it's, it's two to one. How many questions are left, Tactic? Do I have a chance here?
1: There's one left. You can tie it, and then I have to go into overtime
0: okie dokie hit me
1: so the number one album ever sold ever is in a gada divida in a gada by...
0: divida baby you never heard that song no can you sing it in a gada divida honey
1: oh oh okay Don't yeah not you know that i love you reading it without to- uh any music i was just like in a gada divida <laughs>
0: Mr. Mr. Illegal86 loves Inagata Vita, let me tell you And that's my dad that I'm talking
1: about So if you about. want to look it up, folks, it's by Iron Butterfly Anyway
2: And illegal On this episode, just play that like three second clip over and over
1: You should hear my dad Within its first year How many copies were sold?
0: Uh, I have to think about numbers differently after that 5,000 answer Because that was way lower than I thought I Jeez uh, 3.7 million
2: I feel like it's lower than that. I feel like eight tracks were a thing, but they weren't as popular as we all think. I'm going to say, I'm going to You know what? I'm going to fall back to 5,000 5,000. It's,
0: it's your golden number, yeah.
1: So Illegal gets this and now you have a tie and now I have to search for a question because I'm not sorry at all, by the way. It oh. was 8 million copies.
0: And you went with 5,000. You couldn't pull the 5,000 trick on me twice. So I feel like,
2: though, 8-track players, weren't they considered to be relatively rare? Like, if you had one, wasn't it like, oh my gosh, I found my old 8-track. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, which, by the way, the, the, yeah, it seems like me and Nurbama are having a very intellectual battle here. I think the takeaway is that we don't understand anything about 8-tracks. Like, <laughs> we're just fumbling around in the dark and happening to hit stuff. What Nurbama did in the last question was unbelievable.
2: Well, I feel like it would be like today's... TikTok generation seeing a cassette tape and being like, what do I do with this thing? What is this?
0: I don't even know what an A Track looks like. I'm picturing like a Super Nintendo cartridge. That could be wrong. No so, idea.
1: You ready for the next question? Absolutely. The, question. Mm. the first ever karaoke machine was an A Track player. Mm. When was it invented?
0: Okay. Do we want to do text in answers for this again?
2: That could be fun. I like I'd it. like
0: to do text and answers for this again because I don't I don't want to do any plus one garbage. And I say that knowing full well that I would be the one who would be able to do the plus one garbage. I don't feel good about that. That's that's against my moral code. So I'm going to send you a, a, a sexy texty once I find your number here. You're looking for a year that the first karaoke machine was invented and it was an 8-track.
2: I almost made a mistake and sent it in our group message and that would have been bad
0: i got it i think i got it right i think i nailed it did you send yours already nerd bomber yes i did we went uh, look if we could go to the moon in 1969 we could make an a track
1: karaoke a track player so illegal said 1969 nerd bomber said 1979 and the answer is 1971 nerd bomber busted and illegal gets it bingo by the way it was called the eight juke
0: a pretty good. Juke. I don't I guess jukebox, I guess is what they were going for. Hey, I did it. I know uh, I'm I'm slightly less stupid about eight track players. That's I feel like that's really, that's really what this means. <laughs> Still pretty pretty stupid though. So, uh I will be hosting next week. That brings my record to 5 and 2. Nerd bomber is at 4 and 2. Tactic is at 3 and 3. The battle for the 2021 Quizmaster champion, prize prize TBD. Uh Rages on so yeah, we should have
2: a trophy yeah uh
0: we'll we'll put our trophy guy on that uh but in the meantime we want to thank you all for listening uh hanging in with us to the end of the episode here head over to apple podcast leave us a review and hit us I up on twitter sphere listen to Tactics, saying the song he now knows what it sounds like and tell your friends i try to say to i try to like get you to tell someone different every week if you haven't noticed tell your boss oh i like I, I that I don't know what kind of relationship you have with your boss, but if it's a if it's a, a, at all personal, if it's at all friendly, over the water cooler, people don't do that anymore, especially during COVID, but over the proverbial water cooler, over Slack, maybe, just say, hey, man, heard this new... Po- or hey, lady, just heard this new podcast. Tell your boss, tell your CEO, just take it all the way up the chain, however far you can get. Uh, we're, we're happy to have anyone, any, any listener here. Thank you for supporting us and uh, we'll see you next week.